This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. Good evening. Good evening. And today... We're going to talk with Jenny White, and we're going to talk about how bad is wildfire, fire, sorry, smoke for your health. And this is part two from last week. Although air pollution is not good for anyone, certain groups are more sensitive to it than others, including those with heart or lung disease older adults, infants and children, and pregnant women. As the AQI levels increase, the risk of health effects increases, especially among those more sensitive groups. The the advance, okay, (laughs) the advance limits strenuous activities is because when your respiratory rate is higher, you inhale more particulates. When the AQI is 201 and high physical activity, everyone should be concerned about health risk and limit physical activity outdoors as much as possible. Although air pollution is not good for anyone, I'll repeat that one. Although air pollution is not good for anyone, certain groups are more sensitive to it than others, including those with heart or lung disease, other adults, infants and children, and pregnant women. As the AQI levels increase, the risk of health increases among those more sensitive groups. And we're going to go through this on part two. And this is my host, Mr. Coleman. Hi, Mr. Coleman. How are you? Good. Hey, Jenny White. How are you? I'm fine, sir. So what do you think about this? uh, How bad is the wildfire smoke for your health? Uh, Well, we talked about it last week. You know, we talked about how bad it was and the uh, PM 2.5 particulate matter. Uh, So we covered it uh, last weekend. It's, It's pretty bad. Now, was that uh, some of the smoke that covered us? Because remember, we didn't have uh, rain for 23 days. And then we had some rain. And we had never, ever gone that long without having rain. 23 days, no rain. Well, I wasn't counting, so you know, I uh, <laughs> I didn't have anything to compare it to. Uh, but I mean, you know, I know the grass on the golf course is dry. That <laughs> was horrible. Uh, yeah, but other yeah. than that, uh, you know, we did have the uh, wildfire smoke here in um, in Michigan, down in, especially in the southeast region. And it was uh, hazy and overcast and um, not good. I mean, 
Not good at all. Yeah, well, it was sure down here. And uh, a lot of us were going through this. So you're yeah, going well, to talk about air pollution? Uh, Sure. We could talk about air pollution. Uh, uh, we could talk about that. We, there's a number of subjects we could talk about. We could actually have an open mic. We could talk about Supreme Court ruling on um, on the uh, end of affirmative action and how uh, other organizations are uh, filing complaints. I don't think any particular organization has uh, filed a lawsuit yet, but complaints about how they're still preferential programs um, like legacy programs that are uh, still in effect at Harvard and other schools that are pretty much the same as uh, affirmative action in regards to not the same, but uh, just letting them know it's preferential and certain select people are being selected. I mean, if we talk about uh, health disparities and (laughs) respiratory conditions, uh, they said that there is uh, a new virus that's going to be introduced in 2025 called severe epidemic virus respiratory syndrome, SEERS, oh, 2025. And so it's pretty much like if uh, COVID didn't get you, you know, we got another one coming for you in 2025. Oh, so, gosh. Um, well, can so I just uh, say, just say, I, I just want to say this. Um, I don't want to stop you, but I just want to put this out because it, it just bothers me, and I, I'm sure it bothers another, a lot of other people. I'm talking about the young two-year-old baby that they found in the alley dead. Now, I don't know if uh, a lot of people may not have heard about the child, but a couple of days they were looking for her and her mother had gotten beat up and gone to the hospital and her grandmother was talking trying to see if someone if someone knew where she was but um i think the uh somebody found her in the valley in the alley the baby was in the alley two years old so they haven't looked over yet I guess they'll tell us how she how she died I don't know in the alley that's where they found her so I just wanted to if anyone had heard about the little two-year-old beautiful little girl. She was dead in the alley. Yeah, it was a very unfortunate uh, uh, set of events. I heard uh, that uh, guy that... uh, Heard him and the mother used to date. Uh, I haven't really followed up on uh, all the specifics of it. Um, but I heard he sexually assaulted the mother and stabbed her multiple times. And 
she was in the hospital and uh so it's uh so very unfortunate situation I heard that he had a long rap sheet um, and shouldn't have even been out of jail so uh that goes into a whole nother thing when you talk about the judicial system. <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, he had a son. Mm. But he got Yeah, it's um yeah, I oh. think a lot of people, you know, felt some type of way behind it. It's um um Oh yeah. It's getting worse and worse. Uh, you know, that's all. Even like the uh, guy in Philadelphia that opened fire and killed five people and injured others. I heard he was a transvestite, and um, I mean, I don't know. It's just uh, a lot going on. A lot going on in the world. It um, is, but he he didn't have to touch that baby. Yeah, well, no, he didn't. But um, especially with what he had done to the mother. <laughs> well, I mean, it's hard to say what people do what they do. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to say, and. It's, Definitely, you can't justify it. Um, the bad set of events that yes. resulted in a two-year-old baby losing her life. So, yeah. But you know, when I saw uh, on television on the news this guy had walked into the store and he was standing in front of the, you know, where they have all the uh, pops and I guess the beer, the beer rather, whatever there. And a little boy was with him and he turned around and knock that baby down. Now, I guess everybody was looking at because it, it was on the news, and the ad, the television was right on him. I don't know what happened to him, him after that, but he knocked the baby down, and the poor child, you know, he had to get right up and start following him again. That was just, that, you know, it used to be a long time when people were messing with other people. And if a child was around, they didn't touch the young ones. They didn't. But now things have changed. Things have changed. Now they don't care. And I just wonder how will that young man grow up because he's been messed around as young as he was. How is he going to grow up? I don't know. I don't know. But that baby yeah, didn't um, have to die. And they put her in the alley. In the alley. Well, you kill somebody, I don't know that you put them away with dignity. Uh, I think that you just discard them um, like the trash that you, that, you know, you probably felt she was worth at that point. So, you know, uh, 
Yeah. I don't think you know you kill you kill a baby and then you know lightly and take throw them in home the, for them in get the alley. God. Well, I mean, Lucy. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Okay, and our co-host. You know, we have so much on our plate, especially That's in our true. community to face. So much. Um, just to highlight the whole thing, I was thinking when I was thinking about uh, what our co-host was talking about as far as these fires and polluting the air. It brought me back to the attention of you remember years ago, just to show you, years ago when is the Mount St. Helena's in Washington, D.C. Remember that mountain erupted, that volcano-like thing erupted years ago. We were talking about it and stuff, and they were saying that we were going to get the fallout from that. I remember coming out the next morning, and all was, all the, the particles that was in the air, it floated, and it covered the cars, it covered the, the streets, it covered, I mean, just all over the place, all these particles covered. And I was thinking about that as our co-host was talking about this pollution that we're getting from the wildfires in Canada and things like that. But I never forget, you mean this thing from all from Washington, I think it's from Washington State, if I'm not mistaken. It floated all the whole tonight, and it covered everything. Every car, the the houses, the the particles that was all over the place. And I said, well, this is really something. The nature of things, you know, when something like that happens. And uh, sure, um, when you think of the uh, problems coming off the, um, like I said before, when the kids and I, when we were, it just looked foggy. We, we were at the laundromat this last time. And, uh, hold on, and, you know, hold, I looked, hold we on, hold on, Lucy, Lucy, hold on for a second. Sounds like a lot yes, of wind noise. Uh, I, can, uh, I can barely hear you. It sounds uh, a lot of distortion. Okay, let me cut off. I don't know if that's now. you or... Can you hear me now? Let me cut off the fan. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got the oh, fan going. Okay. Yeah, let me cut this fan. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, but it covered every single thing. I mean, all these particles, all you you know, you had a suit on, it was covered. Everything. And... um it just goes to show you what we're up against, not only as, uh, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, but then when you look at what we're facing in our community as people, you know, this affirmative action and people are taking a stand against us who really built this country, you know. Um, I was talking to my cousin, Sheila, and she was saying, Lucy, that's not the first time that happened. She said it was back, it was a, uh Asian and a white woman that had started it back at one of the colleges. But it didn't, you know, float right, uh, you know, as far as the um, complaining about the, um, you know, them holding slots for African-Americans to get into it. She said, but it didn't go that far. And I, I asked her to come on the program. She said, no, I'm not going to do that. But she was telling me, because, you know, she's been in education all her life. And um, she was telling me about it. It happened years ago that uh, one of the major colleges here in, in Michigan, and they tried to get that off it, but, they, you know, but it still stood, you know. We still have those slots allotted for people who normally it would be hard for them to get into college. And uh, it was very interesting. I just wanted to put that out there. But here we are, and then now we have, um, um, we're faced with uh, us killing our own selves. Hmm. You know, have no, no no feelings, no respect for even our children. I was at the, uh, my uncle died early this morning, and so that was all in my mind. And then I've been helping my aunt out. You know, she had her toe removed and stuff and trying to help her. So then here I go. I had my granddaughter helping her out. Well, I went to the store, but I was nervous being at the store. And I had the two boys, um, two of my grandkids, the youngest one, he just wanted to play around. I said, would you get over here? I'm trying to shop. I'm trying to think, and I'm trying to look out for him. You know, you, you, you're sensitive like that, you know. You just want to play, and I was like, now, when you get over here, you know, all of this stuff. And I wanted to smack him so hard, but then they probably put me in jail, you know. But um, trying to make him do, and he, he's playful, you know. 
Granny, do you want this? Do you want that? Granny, y'all, you're running. So would you go ahead and hold on to the cart? He'll hold on for a minute and get to dancing and playing. And, you know, that's him. He's a child, you know. But I, in fact, I cut my, my shopping short because I had to watch over him. I, the other two, and I tried to get the other uh, grandson to hold on his hand. Then they got to fighting, or, you know, because he was hitting me and all of this. But I, I stood there trying to take care of business, but my nerves were raw. We have to watch our children, watch them, you know. Yeah. Watch them. What is the problem? You know, what is? how come is, is everything is just so, you know? And uh, a lot of people are a little more friendlier at the uh, store I know. I noticed that. You're talking, you know, and stuff. And they, you know, they, how are you doing and all this stuff, you know? But uh, it was just nerve-wracking. It was really nerve-wracking. Then I had to go back to try to help my aunt with her foot, and, you know, and she looking at me funny, you know, because of uh, the problems she's having with her foot, you know, and stuff like that. They did remove her toe and stuff and uh, trying to get well and do over here and over yonder and stuff. And she said, well, you don't see that. You want to take my toe? You want to take the boys with me? Yeah, I'll take them with me, you know, went to the store. But um, all of what we're faced within our community, and now you have to deal with someone Acting up and taking a taking a child's life, an innocent. Yeah. How can Two we face old. all the things outside if we can't hold on to our own homes and stuff like in, in a decent manner? I still don't get the gist of the whole thing. Was he the father of the child, or was this what? No, he was? was not. No, that was not his child. But well, he did all this have. Come, come but you know, I if. If they put him with some other people, I don't think he's gonna last. <laughs> yeah, we know justice has. We know they have the what's it called? Called it is it called poetic justice? When they put you in jail, you know, and those things, you know. But well, um, I think I couldn't he, get I, the best of him. I think someone told me he's already tried to kill himself. I guess he knows that if they put him with uh, some more folks, Certain people. Yeah. They, they're not going to let him live. And he killed that baby. Two years, two years, two years. Yeah. I mean, we, we've, we've come to a bad situation. We have come to a bad situation. It is. It is. How can we expect to have any victory outside our community if we're destroying each other within the community? Oh, yeah. We How do can, that. you know? We've done How that. Can we? It gets a victory. Yeah, well, we tried community. to... We, uh, started years ago, you know, when they were doing that um, fires, everything. This was before that we came uh, to Michigan. But they wanted to cross eight mill, and they were told, <laughs> you can't cross eight mill. And they yeah. didn't cross eight mil either. So they know where to do and where to go. So yes, they're just going to stay and mess their own people up. But he should not have ch- touched that baby. So I'm sorry, Miss Cole. Would you say? Uh, that's uh, happened years here. And when I remember my, my aunt went helping out, she had a girlfriend years. I mean, this wasn't even heard of. You know what? That uh, Who wrote the story? I know why the cage bird sings. Uh, that Maya Angelou, what's her name? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She talked about what happened in her community. And back then, the black community always took care of stuff like that. That's when she lost her voice because because of what she told what had happened to her. They killed that man and kept right on stepping. They didn't care who it was. They kept right on stepping. Years ago, my aunt, uh, her friend, 
her little girl went missing. And there was something in the black neighborhood. You know, it wasn't, you know, it was, you know, you know, you're talking about the children. And they looked for that child. And somebody found that child. And come find this older man had taken the child and messed up the child and tried to burn the body. Oh, and wow. Oh, yeah. And it was like, you know, what are you talking about? What are you doing? You know. But um, they, the police took that, took over that matter. But it was just something that was just not heard of. You just don't bother the children in the neighborhood. In fact, if there was a problem in the neighborhood with a home, like children being left by themselves, the neighborhood took care of those children. Because I can remember my mother they years ago. That's true. Yeah, she would, if she cook a big pot of beans, and you know, know those kids down there each other, take some beans and some cornbread and, and neck bones and take it down there and the kids would eat. Take some, make some oatmeal and all this, you know, kidneys and rice, take them down there. You know, we shared in the burden of the neighborhood. We shared in it to it, you know. But um, that was the way we handled things. And uh, those kids still remember, you know, uh, when my mother and, you know, my mother and father did that. We shared in the neighborhood. It was raining. The kids were scared. It was raining. So she said, y'all going to be careful. Just stay in the house, you know, one of those deals. And uh, But we took care of our own the best way we could when it was like that. But now it's different. It's really different. Yeah, it's it sad. is. It really is. It is. It is. We took care of our own. And uh, I know that's what um, Professor Omar Johnson he keeps talking about taking care of our own. We have our own bank. Now, we've had communities like that, but every single time, we were, and while we were being more self-sufficient among ourselves, that someone would come along and find some way to tear it down, tear it down. Oh, yeah. Tear this down. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, so if you know you have to face what it is, you, you can't afford to face what's happening. You have to be more collective together and working together. But I can remember a lot of things that happened. And uh, I know even in our neighborhood when uh, a house was sick, like had diphtheria or something like that, an uh, infection, the, cop, the city would come out and they would quarantine and nobody could come out that house. No one could come out that house. You know, that's how they did it. And until um, everything went over. This one little girl, it was when we first got a television, she came out. <laughs> I'll never forget it. She came out the house and she was playing with us. And so we were sitting out looking at television. So my mother and father were sitting on the couch. So I said, Mama, I see, you know, she lives over there. Mama said, uh, it's time to go home. It's time to go home. But before the week was out, I had diphtheria. Mm. And they had, to, that, they had to take me down, and I, have sent, I had to be at Herman Keeper. That was the place that took care of the TB patients and all that infectious disease back then, you know. And uh, I was there for about a week or so. I mean, before the night was over, my neck had swollen up like I had a big goiter hanging off my neck from that disease. And, mm. But, uh, you know, it, but we were still contained in our neighborhood, you know. We, you know, and there was some safety in the neighborhood and things like that. But face of but all But you can't this, do that anymore. You no. can't say anything to Sister Dorrit. Doris's uh, child. Don't say nothing to that child. No, you can't. Uh-uh. They get upset with you, yeah. They do. They get but upset with you if you say something. It's crazy. Like that uh, yeah. white lady, the little boy forgot and left his uh, toy at her house, and she told the little boy, go get your mama. Bring her here. And she... He took, you know, he went and got his mother, and that woman shot that woman through the door. Through the door. Yeah. And killed, killed, and that child is blaming himself. He is because he tried to revive his mother, yeah. To revive And what's the thing on that for the rest of their life, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I hadn't done that. I hadn't done that, you know. But she kept picking at the woman's kids. But she why would she kill the woman out the door? And you know what? I think I'm. Um, they were talking about they didn't keep the woman or something. I think they were uh, doing 
her kind of nice. I don't know, but oh, yeah, you know how that goes. They're gonna kind of yeah, yeah. Well, she was this, but she said that stand up and stand your ground, all of this. But there was no reason for that. No, why would he? Why would she just kill the woman? That makes no sense. She had been to me. The yeah, it is. But they, they, they're going to protect their own. They're going to protect their own. Well, you know, they still. I remember years ago when my son and his friend after church, they wanted to go to the movies. Okay. And yeah. of course, what is that? But uh, some white boys were running around in a truck and saw the little dark guys, and they got out and started fighting. And they, my folks ended up in the police office, and I'm glad that's where they ended because I had to go get uh, my son and his friend. But I'm thankful that they weren't hurt because that could have been bad with them white folks trying to get them out of the area. What you can do is, but I was glad that you tried to take care of yourself. But, you know, it's always something. It's always something. And I guess it'll be forever. I don't know. What do you think? It is. But we still have to try to protect children to survive. Mr. To Hope? Survive. Yeah, I'm still listening. We bragging no, on him. I remember anything about... Uh, <laughs> Young brown boys fighting. Uh, I remember that. I remember the, uh, yeah, I remember the whole situation. I mean, uh, you remember yeah, that? Yeah, eighth grade graduation. We had graduated from the eighth grade. They had a brand new green suit on from Van Horns, brand new shoes. I was in karate. Uh, that yeah, time. I tell you. We had, yeah, we had gone to the movies out at the mall, you know, and, um, you know, after the first movie was over, we snuck into another movie. And so after that, when, you know, we got out, uh, the buses had stopped running. Uh, so, you know, the mall was closed, the buses had stopped running, and so we had to walk uh, a few miles back to uh, to where, you know, the buses were running. And so, you know, walking down the street, uh, you know, predominantly white area during, you know, 1978. And, uh, you know, the white guys riding down the street, you know, calling us, you know, out of names and stuff. And so we ended up having a confrontation with them and, you know, getting into a big fight, and I got into a fight, you know. Fortunately, everybody else uh, stood around and watched us fight. I mean, we were outnumbered, uh, and they had chains and things. So it could have been a whole lot worse if, they, if everybody had jumped in and, you know, started fighting us. It was three of us, so it could have been a lot worse. Um so, you know, we went to the police and they took them to the police. And then when we uh, came back the next day, to, you know, trying to file charges, the police, you know, were pretty much, just, you know, saying, you sure your boys didn't start it? And they weren't, they weren't supportive of us filing charges against those white boys. So, we pretty much just left it as it is and, and, and walked away. So, uh, yeah, I remember that growing up, having to deal with uh, our share of racism. Um, 
in Detroit from from you know teenage perspective. So it's um, you know, and I think of that from time to time in regards to you know the complexion of the areas has changed uh, tremendously where. Uh, a lot of uh, areas where white people used to stay closer to uh, Gross Point and closer to the, the edges of the city bordering, uh, you know, the white suburbs uh, have gotten darker. Uh, you know, we oh, yeah. moved in oh, yeah. those areas that were once white, you know, as black families now and in a lot of areas, you know, the property isn't kept up as well as it used to be. I think some areas may uh, have maintained um, uh, some respectability and uh, decorum. Uh, but, you know, when a lot of people move out and then you have uh, – now, if you have homeowners moving in, uh, you know, for the most part – you know, most homeowners were taking care of their property. And uh, renters, not so much, you know. When we rented, we were good renters, you know, me and my yeah. wife, until uh, t- we bought our home. Um, we took care of the property like it was ours, you know. But um, not everybody that rented felt that way. You know, I guess some you could even say that about some homeowners, but for the most part, um most of the homeowners uh, kept the grass cut and, and, you know, cleaned up the trash around their place. Uh, but then, you know, the crack ep- epidemic came through and, you know, that uh, tore up a lot of neighborhoods. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, so I think a little bit of everything, everybody suffered when that happened. Um, uh, and it was just unfortunate, but what I was uh, leading up to, was saying that I think that in Southeast Michigan, we've kind of been sheltered from a lot of the racism that they deal with, uh, you know, especially down South. Um, I mean, we've had our share of, you know, white cops that um, uh, were racist and didn't show us any love and um, things of that nature, you know, the police force. Uh, it's predominantly white at one point, you know, uh, the Detroit police force. And then, you know, you go in the suburbs and you be profiled. Uh, so, you know, we had our share of racial um, incidents and, and racial encounters. Uh, but I think down south it's more predominant. Um, yeah. Whereas, uh, yeah, you know, they had the... the most of the slaves were down in the South, and um, the white people expected black people to have a certain uh, respect for them. And in a lot of instances, you know, if uh, northern people went down south, you know, white people would be like, okay, you're not from, you're not from these parts, or you're not from down here, you know, because our niggers know how to act. You know, for the most part. Yeah, yeah so, um, and in our school systems, you know, being in a predominantly segregated city, you know, Detroit, 80% black. Uh, most of the schools we went to were predominantly black. Until uh, they, you know, instituted the busing and started sending, you know, sending kids out further, you know, to more to schools that uh had more white kids. Fortunately I didn't I didn't get bust. So, you know, I was able to go to the local schools and didn't, you know, have to deal with that. But uh you know, you know it was I a big difference. Do, uh, deal with that when I was younger. Because uh, I had gone south, um, and my relatives had taken me and my cousins and stuff to, we had, um, uh, you know, we had 
go to the, uh, what is it? When you're going out there, you're playing all these games and everything, and you can ride on the, and I had uh, played something, how the little, uh, the little flag goes, and, you know, click, 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 and it stops at a number, and then that number has a prize with it. Well, uh, mine stopped on one, and then the lady said no, and she kept arguing with me and me and my cousin, and we were telling no, this is the wrong, you know, because they didn't want to give me the, the good, you know, prize. And so finally I said, well, oh, you know, so whatever, give it to me. And the the white woman slapped me, and I grabbed her on her neck and pulled her down to me and had her looking right in my face. And when I looked at that woman, you know, it, it hit me, and I let her go. And I looked, and I was standing there alone. And her husband was standing on the other side, and he was holding a gun. And so the the, uh, security was a black guy, and he came and ran up to us and, you know, told us we better go. And, you know, hey, did nobody tell her to slap me? I didn't think that was something she was supposed to do. But, you know, I didn't care. So anyway, anyway, and, you know, when they had uh, stores and stuff, I go to the store. They had a counter for black and one for white, and I'd go straight to the white one. And I go sit right in front on the bus. You know, I just uh, I just did some stuff that um, could have put me in a lot of. They could have, I guess, put me in the ground. But I'm still here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I didn't care about them people. <laughs> Not at all. She slapped, but she slapped me. She had no reason to slap me. But when she slapped me, and I pulled her. So, you know, don't touch. I bet she didn't touch another black one. What you want to say? <laughs> bet that she didn't. It is, yeah. But look at all of what we had to face outside. All this has moved on the inside of our community. Yeah. On the inside. You're right. This is You're ugly. It's, and it's, it's us doing it to us. Yeah. It's, it is. And we're not together where we can fight a lot of the things, like the affirmative action. I wanted to really uh, bring, um, they were emphasizing the fact of, of what um, I knew a Supreme Court justice wrote in and discussing the affirmative action, you know, um, and how she just literally uh, put uh, the Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas under under the boat or under whatever, under the whatever, when she gave her write-up as to how she felt it should go. It was very interesting. I really wanted to uh, bring that out. But here we have somebody at least, you know, it still, you know, it still, you know, was against, she didn't write against us. But she wrote for the for the uh, nation this affirmative action. What her reply was, and uh, I thought it was a very um, I, I heard about it on Roland Martin, and it was very 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 good. Well thought out plan, a well Did thought out. Did you read it? Did you read it? I have had so much on my mind, but uh, wow. it was well worth it. What I understand, and maybe, hopefully maybe I'll have it ready for the um, for us to discuss. But she's new material. She's uh, you know she was outvoted, but uh, they were talking about how even for Clarence Thomas, if it weren't for that, he wouldn't have made it. The affirmative action thing, you know, 
I was in the Joy Reed, the Reed, uh, uh, she was saying how that helped her get into Harvard. These other, she was smart and all that, but it helped her get in, you know. A lot of people, you know, and now you see them voting against it, you know. Now, she wasn't against it, but as far as Clarence Thomas, um, his, his right up on it, it was bold. The thing mm. they had to lean on. Now, they're making, and what's, what's the future for our young people? You know, the, uh, I don't know. The future? I don't know. That's what I'd be concerned. When I see my grandkids, I am concerned about their future. Because as they keep saying, by, I think, by, didn't Biden make some type of statement by 2040, this is going to be a, um, the Hispanics will be ruling and taking over and all of this. Didn't he say something like if I'm not mistaken? You know, people, what are you, you coming up at, you know? And uh, like uh, Richard Dix pointed out, he said by 2050, you know, they're saying the gross national product among the black people will be zero. Hmm. Especially with this artificial intelligence, all of this, all of this, and uh, I'm concerned about it. But how can you get your kids to study? How can we get them the proper education? They've lost. COVID has really messed it up for about a couple of years of their education. Yeah, that was a mess. Yeah, it is. But uh, they lost two years of. And what they were doing, and they still haven't found out all those kids either. Those kids ain't going to school. I know. It's way down. They're, they're losing out. But I remember when I was with, with the state, I, I worked with the truant officer to find a lot of kids who were sitting at home. He would call, you know, through our welfare roads, we would find out where they were, put them in school, things of that nature. We, You know, you work to put them back in school. Now what can you do? What can you do? help our young people out. They will keep making the money that they want to either buy a car and stuff through selling the drugs and other things and the sex trafficking that's that's going on within the community. They, cause they but you know they missed nice. two years. They, it is, yeah. They lost. And that's a lot of education. That is a lot of education to make up, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It, they stopped, you know, they, they couldn't Fill it out. They had to start where they were. Yeah, that is that true, yeah. It's a lot facing our community, yeah. And now you hear about this man killing something like that, you know, killing a child. A baby. That's the best he could do. But I heard that somebody is- say he tried to kill himself. I don't know about that. You know, sometimes I just cannot uh, listen to the news. I really can't. Because there was a time, there was a time you could listen to the news and nobody was dead. That's true. That is true. It's uh, somebody every day. Yes, and all of this. All of yeah. this. There's yeah. no sense in that, yeah. Yeah. Anybody bought a pur- a air purifier at all <laughs> for their home? Did they have an air purifier? Oh, what? Well, anybody? We uh, we uh, we had one. I mean, we have one, uh, and so um, during certain periods of the year. Uh, we would use it, you know, for the kids and uh, kind of soften uh-huh. uh, will purify the air, uh, you know, for allergies, for allergens. Um, so, yeah, we have one. But it's uh, it's a little different out here, a little different with the breathing air quality and, and everything else, and it just seems like a lot of people are, uh, suffering um, some some kind of other. You're talking about the air? Because they're talking about the water now. The water is bad. Uh, I haven't t- heard them talking about the water recently. Oh, yeah. They were talking about it today. 
Yeah, I think they're trying to kill us.
So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they uh, wanted to keep us poor and keep us, uh, you know, take our wealth. And they trying to do it, too. Oh, they've done it. I mean, they've done it. And they're still doing it now, yeah. In the face of all of what we're facing in our community, even the death of this child, I've always tried to find something that would be uh, uh, what can we do as a people who have children and things to let's try to think of something positive that we can do as far as our children is concerned to keep them protected, to give something positive out. I know uh, uh but my uh, grandchildren, when they're home, you know, Andrea, now she'll be, she'll be 17, she'll be 18. And I noticed that when she was cooking on the stove, I said, look, you always turn the handles inside. Don't have the handles hanging over. But Granny, I said, listen, you turn it in because the child can reach up and pour that thing on them. You know, they can get burned. I tried to teach them certain things. I said, when you come in, you do this, 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 and so. You know, and you watch, you know, and coming in the house and things like that. You, let's try to bring out something. You know, and I said, you always, don't let him run out, you know, because that same grandson, he wants to run out in the street and, hi, Granny, and all this, you know. And I said, no, you don't run out the house. You stay up on the porch to teach them how to protect the little ones, you know. We have to go back. To, I'm trying to get that through their head. Do not come out. And then, uh, then he likes to hit one up. And, no, you don't hit him because sometimes he has to protect, you know. And I'm trying to show the value of the brother and sister in 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 the household, of what they're faced with. What can we come up with, in in light of all of what we know, to try to help them? I said, now you're not going. I gave them some money. So now you're not going to spend this up. You're going to save some of it. You know, something that I haven't been able to do. But you're going to save this. So, Granny, if I got to save this, can you give me two more dollars? No. <laughs> <laughs> Then no, you're going to say something. Put it up. You don't know what's going to be the trip. Well, Randy, can we do that? No. This is what you're going to learn how to save. So for Randy, put it aside. You don't do that. As far as, you know, what you're eating or whatever. You know, do not waste your food. Get all this trying to help, trying to help them to see, you know, um, try to teach them some values that they can hold on to. And, uh, and we, I, I would like for us to try to, in face of all the ugliness that we have to face in the community, if you can start with one household at a time to teach them how to do, what to do, what not to do, to be careful about. It, well, I believe it would save a lot of things. To, to start to try to help something, you know, instead of just living in the dark, you kind of curse the dark and bring some light on the subject. We, I don't know how all the story behind the child, but um, a lot of mothers, they work, okay? They have to work. What can you teach your children that would help them during this time? I was yeah, uh, thinking I think, that. You know, yeah. yeah, the education starts at home, you know, because you right to. now they're talking about teaching you know, I was looking at the news today. They're talking about how this uh, top educator in Oklahoma is, you know, they're trying to teach the um, burning down of Black Wall Street, but you can't mention race, even though the racial event and the people were attacked because they were black. You know, they want you to teach it without saying that it was white people killing black people. You know, they want you to talk about it. They're trying to wipe it out, of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to change the narrative so these kids grow up without the truth and without, you know, real information. So, you know, that's what they're trying to do on a number of different fronts and a number of different places, you know, um, all over the country. So, you know, we have to combat that. Um, and, uh, you know, we need our own schools. We need to be able to teach our kids, uh, the information that they need to know to be able to survive. 
Um, like they say, the you know, the master is never going to teach their slaves how, how to, to be free. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not going to teach. They're not going to teach them how to be superior to you. You know, not you know, the master is not going to teach the slaves how to you know take over their job. They want to keep you in a position oh. where you continue to work for them. So that with that true. being said, you know, there's only so much you're going to get out of public school teaching and and and, and teaching of, so you of have that to have your own school. Yeah, you have to have your own schools and your own curriculums, you know, and things. So and make it interesting that, for our kids. Yeah. Yeah, make it, it interesting for them. I mean, it has to be the truth. It has yeah. to be things that uh, are relevant, you know, the STEM, teaching them, you know, science, uh, technology, uh, you know, math, um, teaching them uh, the AI and computer-based knowledge. I mean, that's how these kids learn now, you know. Everything is digital. And, you know, um, they're working on giving us, turning our currency digital, which is a whole other show. Yeah. That we'll discuss. Uh, Yeah. And in terms of having digital currency, you know, they say it's another way of controlling you if they only want you to go will stay in a certain area and not exceed, <laughs> you know, five miles out of that area. You know, you might want to try to go and purchase something outside of that area and your 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 money doesn't work. Your your card doesn't work, you know. So it's like you stay in this area and, 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 this, and, and this zip code, you know, your – you can buy whatever you need to buy in the zip code, but you leave the zip code, <clears throat> your card isn't going to work. Uh, so just another way of control. Uh, so, you know, we'll talk about that in the upcoming weeks, uh, yeah. digital currency and the uh, repercussions and, and aspects behind that. So uh, it's just a lot going on. It's a lot going yeah. on, and we got to – like they say, stay woke. <laughs> yeah, stay woke. Yeah, if you something. ain't woke, get, you better wake up. Wake up. <laughs> All right, Jenny White, did you have anything else you wanted to share with us on this uh, this Good Friday? <laughs> did Jenny disappear? She didn't left me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you, Mr. Co-host, for that. Yeah, well, thanks so much for that. Um, I, you know, and I try to look at it this way. No matter how bad it looks, we, we're still going to make it. We have no choice yeah. but to make it. You're right about that. And to help them I through, we are. That. Help them through. Oh, yeah. That's how I and I was even about how they're turning a lot of our, our, our currency into gold. You can start buying gold. Which is good. Oh you know. yeah, oh, yeah. You could. You have that buy, to buy you know, gold. Yeah, the How can we help with gold and silver? Yeah. Um, yeah, ounce of gold, gold is going to cost you about two thousand dollars right now. You know, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's uh, it's not cheap, but it no. uh, it won't lose its value. That's for sure. You know. Uh, you know, I was thinking of one thing. Where do the rich put their money? Their, their money is not, they're finding some way to keep the value of their money. They were talking about uh, 10 of the richest people. Uh, they had Gates, um, Zuckerberg, all these billions. I know they're not going to lose their money in all of this fallout. No. They're not going to lose. What are they doing? What are they doing, though? Yeah, I mean, we have to study that and follow that. And, yeah. And, uh, and see, you know, um, and if you, you know, in the stock markets, you have to um, purchase good stocks that you, you know, and companies that you feel are going to uh, appreciate and yeah. uh, give you a good return on your investment. That is uh, true. And that, what can we that's do? That money, that's that money making money while you sleep. Yeah. You know, so. 
So, you know, you're not working for every dollar that you that you get. You know, every dollar that you get, you had to physically work for it. Uh, that's how you stay broke. Yeah, so you have to, you know, have other streams of income coming in in order to help offset everybody else that wants your money. Everybody got talking, their they're trying to some way that, yeah. Who was it talking? Steve Harvey was talking about there are places that a car hasn't been stolen in 30 Dubai or some all these places. They they have no stealing. They have no nothing. You can you know, no, you know. In thirty years, they haven't had a car stolen. They haven't had this. He said they don't tell you about places like that, where uh, places where you know your, the banks are solid, but they do not tell you about all of this. You know, he was talking mm-hmm. about that in um, places that other places to live. You know, where they have and your, your money is steady. All of this. Well, what places are those? You know. What places are those? It was really interesting what he was had to say. What can you do about it? And um, so true. So it takes it is, a lot of places like that. And research and education, and yeah, you know, because a lot of people uh, keep that information close to the vest, as they say. You know, for the, they you know yeah, they for, the, for the elite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they don't share it. I mean, you ain't got to be all that elite. But if you figured out, you know, something that works, a lot of people, you know, figure out, hey, I got mine, you get yours. Yeah, that, and that's the attitude. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. got mine, you get yours. So, because um, they're just, they're just afraid that, if, you know, they don't want. So many people don't want to be the only mess person. It up. Yeah. That they is. Yeah. Want to be the only person. Yeah. Jenny, well, I do Jenny thank White, you very much. Hey, 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 Jenny, Jenny, have you uh, made it back yet? <laughs> I don't know what Jenny disappeared to. She's doing one of my numbers. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm just, you know, I look uh, at uh, why I try to go on. It's because I want a future for them. Yeah. I really don't have their future for them, you know, the legacy that goes on. Yes, it is. Yeah. So Thanks so much, children. Mr. Co-host. Well, appreciate thank you, you sharing. Uh, well, we appreciate you uh, uh, hanging out and giving us your two cents. So uh, we'll work on uh, work on our show for next week, see what we have going on. But we thank all our listeners for tuning in and, uh, you know, it's another good Friday. So. Everybody have a great weekend and uh, be safe out here in these streets, and we'll do it again next Friday. Okay, and thanks so much, sir. All right, take care. Bye bye. Okay, bye bye.